Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Nathan Jacques, an Americana artist's new single, The Fire Smells Like Rain is out now. It's part of a 12-song Americana concept album entitled Loud Mine. It's a storytelling concept reminiscent of the Old West and in the vein of Marty Robbins and Johnny Cash and other such artists. Nathan joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about the making of this concept record. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Greg. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us today. I am talking to you, are you in L.A.? Is that right? I am. All right, cool. But you didn't grow up there, though, right? I did not. I'm from Massachusetts. All right. And uh, how long How long have you been in L.A.? Uh, I've been here around six years now. Okay. Yeah. So started your music uh, up north in, in, in Massachusetts. I did, yeah. Massachusetts and kind of New Hampshire, just, you know, across New England is where I'm from. And grew up, and um, yeah, never, never really thought about the West Coast too much until I got out here rather quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, tell me how you got introduced to music, fell in love with music, started playing music. When did that start for you? Mm-hmm. Um, it started pretty early. I mean, you know, I I grew up listening to music around the house just from my folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far back as I can remember, you know, in the house and like. In the car was big with my dad, like rolling around. He had just a CD collection in the car, so right. You know, there's certain memories that come back from certain places. Um, and then, kind of as far back as I remember, I just wanted to play the guitar. Yeah. I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, I'm sure that's not an original feeling or story, <laughs> <laughs> but but it is. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was just the coolest thing. And so, um, who inspired just, you? What artists? Uh, where Where did you? Where did you? Who did you see that made you think, wow, I kind of like to be like that guy? Mm. Um, I really liked like, classic rock as a kid. Yeah. You know, it was just because it was just all about the guitar. Yeah. Um, right. So I remember, you know, like ACDC. Oh, yeah. Uh, like even older stuff like Buddy Holly. And, um, you know, a lot of those Boston was a great one. Oh, yeah. That's one of my um, favorite rock bands. Yeah, sure. Just like all those bands that just wrote 
great riffs. Yeah. Because that, that was everything. It's just a, a cool riff. If I could learn a cool riff or if I could stumble to try and learn it, that was it. That's all I needed. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Did you get to play in high school? Were you in the high school bands? Did you kind of take that path? Yeah, I, I mean, I did like the school bands um, kind of everywhere I went in school. Um, did a little bit more actually bass guitar. I wasn't good enough for the guitar to, to be in like the school bands. <laughs> um, that's the problem is that I just wanted to play like rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. And so that meant like I didn't really care about learning the theory or right, yeah, yeah. being serious about right. you know right. being a generous and giving musician in a band like i just wanted to right. play sweet riffs and that didn't really work out too well when you <laughs> when you kind of try right. out for a school band so i switched to bass it was a okay. lot easier and i could kind of just sit back and, and do the rhythm yeah um, and then i had my fair share of just you know as a kid trying to put together bands and cover your favorite songs right. and stuff like that yeah you know what led you to the songwriting side of it? Um, that actually came a lot later. I mean, so I had a fairly long stint, about um, four or five years with a band, with like a pop rock band. Um, I was the guitarist, and I, I did some of the songwriting for that band, but I was not like the lead songwriter mm-hmm. or singer. Um, but then I think after that band broke up, I was just kind of left wanting in mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. but I was also without a band. And so, you know, I had an acoustic guitar, and I was like, well, you know, got to make this work. And so that's kind of just where that started. You know, you yeah. do what you can with what you have. Did you get a chance to pursue it? Or have you had a chance to pursue it professionally as a full-time gig, or was there always some things that you did to supplement your music career? Uh, there was, yeah, there was always other stuff. Still is, you know. I mean, yeah. until I can, you know, put it on my tax form as a musician, like that, <laughs> I got to do other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of just how it goes. Right, and the pandemic yeah. didn't help anybody, right? So, no, yeah, of course not. <laughs> took everybody out of the loop. Yeah, I mean, you know, getting unemployment and I suppose getting more face time with your instruments at home was was one thing uh, for the pandemic. But you know, it could be too much face time. I don't know. Yeah, right. Well, now we're yeah. all left with: is it over? Is it not over? And and some parts of the country, it feels like it might be. And what are you going to do with that? And where where do you need to go to go play? And who's going to let me play? And yeah, all all of that. Right. All of that. Yeah, and are you just going to have to study the audience's eyes and yeah. hope that they're smiling or right. singing or something? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting transition we're in. I, I yeah. just hope it, you know, it goes the right way. Have you been able to get out and play in California? Is there has there been options opportunities? <laughs> there has. Um, yeah, that's kind of just picking up now, at least for me. I mean, so I'm about to release this record, and so I, I've been. Um, kind of busy on the back end of it you know not live just kind of getting this whole release together and mm-hmm. you know doing it the way i want um but now that that's about to come out you know I'm, I'm lining up a lot of shows here happy to get out hope you know places are booking and so that's the good news yeah. like whether or not it's masks or only outdoors or whatever you know we'll see um but it's just great to see that live shows are happening right because you know for a minute there during the pandemic everyone was kind of like are there going to be live shows ever again? Right, 
right? Maybe a little dramatic, but you know, I'm sure we all we all felt that way. Sure, it's an unknown situation, and and uh, you know, you've got all these confusing stories. You don't know who to believe. You don't know where the truth really is exactly, and mm-hmm. how do, how does that work for you and your career? Yeah, yeah, it's right. That's been the dance everybody's been trying to do. Yeah. So how did you, you you're you're kind of in this uh, Americana flavor, uh, folk rock a little bit, kind of got this mm-hmm. um, Johnny Cash, maybe Marty Robbins kind of feel. How, did that just come naturally or, or was that a particular style that you were intentional about? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. You know, it's it's a the whole like Western songwriter style is something I've always been a fan of. Mm-hmm. I think mostly pioneered, I would say, by Marty Robbins as I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he really cemented that style. Um, and so I've always been a fan of it, you know, and always kind of grew up uh, like around and watching old Western movies. Mm, and so yeah. like that genre was always very uh, just entrancing to me. It was just felt like such a fun flavor um, that you could kind of do with many things. And so I, I think it was a combination of just being generally interested in it. And that's kind of just what I found my voice could do well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was in a pop rock band and, you know, I would try and sing that kind of stuff. And I, I would just, you know, I would get really bummed out because my voice was not high enough Oh yeah, okay. for that kind of genre. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, damn, I'm not a good singer. <laughs> and then it just took a while to be like, oh, no, I think you're just singing the wrong shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, it's a combination like that's kind of just what came out. And so uh, I leaned with it, and I was already liking that stuff anyway, so here you go. Yeah, that's cool. So you, yeah. you mentioned the, the new record, uh, Loud Mine. Is that the title, uh, right? That's it. Yeah. Uh, debut record, is that correct? Sure is, yeah. Yeah, okay. How long have you been working on it? Um, over two years now. Mm. It's been a long haul. Yeah. All original? Uh, all original. Yeah. 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 Um, I started writing it in early 2019. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a particular formula, format, style when, when you sit down to write songs you have a groove that you're trying to find to get into. Tell me a little bit about your songwriting process. Um, it's it's uh, it's a weird one for sure. I mean, you know, it's not as simple as kind of just you know the lyrics come first and then the chords follow. Um, a lot of it actually, the way I do it is I I like to do story first. Um, and that's kind of how I did this record and everything I write is I, I really try and overwrite mm. as much as I can mm-hmm. um, because then I get to, I get to kind of get the top down view of whatever story I'm trying to tell and I can see as much of it as I can. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it easier to focus in on, you know, a piece of whatever part of a story or complete tale I'm trying to write. I can like narrow in and be like, okay, this is what I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. You know, and then every time I, I've written a song that I <laughs> I like, um, the the kind of the melody and chords just kind of come naturally and are birthed from whatever that story mm, is. Okay. It, it's a weird process. It's kind of hard to describe that particular transition from 
you know, like written text and conceptual to when it starts becoming a song. But that's the best I can do. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Did I read where this is a concept record, per se? Mm-hmm. It, so it's not, you, you don't have 12 one-off songs. You, you you had a little bit more structure to this, right? Yeah, no, through and through, it's it's definitely a concept record. How does that differ from, you see a, you see somebody walking down the street that makes you think of a song versus wanting to tell a story through 12 songs. How does that process work differently for you? Hmm. Um, I think I was just kind of always into it and hmm. not, not even in the music sense per se. Uh, I'm, I'm just a big fan of, you know, um, any sort of like a big adventure story. Hmm. Um, yeah. Whether that be in literature, film, um, more recently, you know, TV's doing a lot of that, but, um, any, any of these big sprawling epics, like I was always just so on board as a kid and and now and everything in between. Um, and so I think when I found that you could do that in music with, you know, as early as, um, or like Quadrophenia by the who is a good mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know that that was an option for so long I was kind of like yeah you know you write a good tune and it's catchy and then you write more of them and then you put them all on a on a pressed piece of plastic and then then it's great yeah and there's nothing wrong with that um I just you know I was always drawn to those oh wow there's a whole thread here that I can dive into if I want there's so Uh much depth that I can I can really fall into that world and escape like it's a movie or like it's a like a, a good book um and so I just always wanted to do that and I thought you know, why not give it a go? And then once I started doing it, I, you know, I couldn't stop. I got obsessed. I just, hmm. I would write pages and pages and pages and, you know, flesh out the whole story, characters, you know, motives, emotions, like everything. Hmm. So hmm. I kind of just, I geek out on that myself. And so I just got to really pour into it, you know. So when you get to play this for an audience, do you have to play from track one to track twelve in order to make it make sense, or can you can you pick out certain tracks and have them stand alone? Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to be too rigid about it. I mean, as much as that might satisfy a fancy of mine, I don't I don't think that that's realistic. Um, yeah, and it, you know, it's more of a. Um, I think the live show can can differ greatly from the record for any artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't see it any different if it's a concept record. I, I think there's a place for, you know, doing that live, but you need to have a big enough audience that wants that I right. think, before that's appropriate. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, with writing it, I did acknowledge that. And so I was like, you know, I shouldn't write songs that are in themselves, you know, boring. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to make each song able to stand on its own. Yeah, that, right. that was a conscious effort. Okay. Um, and so, yes, in, in live, I, I do plan to tell it out of, out of story. Okay. But, you know, that's something that I do want to communicate. And so if a listener wants to, you know, hear the, the record as I intended, um, they can listen to it front to back and hopefully, you know, get something get something deeper out of it. Yeah, help. okay. Um, first single, The Fire... Smells like rain. Is that correct? 
Uh, that was the second single. Second actually. single, okay. Yeah, Young Devil was number one. Okay. Um, how did you decide which of those to release? Did you have a particular thought process in mind when you were picking songs to release in order? Um, yeah, Young Devil was always pretty obviously, like from very early on, pretty obviously the first song that I was going to release. Uh-huh. I think it's just, it kind of just sums up the sound in a good way of the whole record. Okay. It's like a very happy medium. Uh, and it's, you know, it's not too slow. It's not too rocking. It's it's kind of just straight down the middle, more comfortable. And so I thought, you know, if, if I'm going <laughs> to, I think it, it was a little aggressive to drop a concept album on everyone for a first record. And I, I was aware of that. And so I was like, you know, <laughs> maybe um, pick one of the more approachable songs to, to ease in a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like that one. So and I, the second one, I caught a little bit of the video. I, I, has that Western mm-hmm. feel almost uh, the, the the campfire scene. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was was pretty cool. I, was that fun to shoot? Um, it was fun to shoot. It was real cold up there, so that part wasn't fun. Okay. We, we were on like a <laughs> we were on like a you know a mountaintop. Oh wow! Um, okay, north of LA here, yeah. out in the desert. Um, and so it was it was frigid at night but hey it came out well it was there was a good crew good bonding experience so you know, everything good came from it what kind of feedback are you getting from your from your audience your fan base um you know it's it's still tight it's still small it's a lot of friends obviously mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. it's the first one um but it's good feedback i mean i i'm just so thankful that people actually like it yeah that's that's the biggest thing i've been working on this for so long right just just been so close to it you know my nose is right to the glass on this thing and so it's very nice to step away and see people be like yeah this doesn't suck yeah (laughs) that's always a good feeling right yeah oh it's wonderful yeah Yeah. (laughs) so what are the plans do you have some touring plans mostly mostly local what does it look like to to get out on the road this fall and share it so mostly local starting, that's the plan, you know, play around the city, play around um, an expanded part of California. Um, but yeah, tour is on the, is on the eyes. I mean, I would love to do it. I would love to do it as soon as possible, but you know, you gotta, there's steps you gotta do before you can get to that level. Sure. Um, so I just want to play as much as I can, get this sound into as many ears as possible and take it from there, you know. Do you go out solo, or do you take the band, or a band? Uh, I can do both. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I had the little band backing me up for, we did a video for the second single, and that was pretty, you know, pretty minimal band, but um, I'm not trying to recreate the record, you know, instrument to instrument mm-hmm. uh, in a live setting. I, I do want it to be flexible, and so I have a lot of solo stuff coming up, uh, and some band stuff, and what the band looks like, you know, that's a, it's a surprise nightly, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How far ahead do you look? Are you, are you working on a new project? Do you, are you always writing? What's, what does it look like? How far are you planning out? Uh, so I'm actually in the studio at the moment recording the next record. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I did finish writing that a few months ago. And so we're working on that at the moment. Um, but I'm, I'm not writing. I, I kind of, do writing in uh, pretty neurotic bursts 
And so mm. it's it's very focused and very uh, kind of taking all of me. And then once I exhaust that creative output, yeah, I've I've had something to work with, and yeah. so then I, I take a break from writing and yeah. just kind of focus on you know the crafting and the conceptualizing and practicing of it. Well, the new one be in the same vein? Is that your theme as an artist, you think? Or or will you alter that a bit? Yeah, not a huge shift. I mean, it's it's kind of just building upon what we did with this record. Um, staying with, you know, the concept and story idea. And so, um, yeah, have to wait and see. Yeah, okay, cool. So if, um, if our listeners want to want to get the new record they want to check out the videos of the first two singles you've released what's the best way to communicate with you sure i mean a good landing page is just my website it's just my name.com and you can kind of find everything there but um i'm all over the interwebs you know instagram facebook wherever you fancy yeah okay yeah but yeah. i've got the the record for sale on the site we got vinyl and cd so if you want a physical copy of happy to give you one and let's spell your name so they can find the website correctly it's nathan jock and it's j-a-c-q-u-e-s did i get that right yes you did okay cool so <laughs> and dot com so if they want to find you that's the that's best right. place to go yeah awesome well thanks nathan i appreciate you uh taking the time to share your story and tell us about the new record we certainly wish you well with it thanks for having me great time thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.